Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back here to another awesome episode of You Got This. We are your hosts, Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries, and we got another awesome episode. This is Season 3, Episode 6. To an intimate relationship with Christ. What exactly does that mean, having an intimate relationship with Christ? Well, we have four bullet points we're going to talk about that explains just that. One, meditate. Two, time. Three, obey. And last one, four, daily walk. And we're going to ta- uh, speak about those individual topics as we go on through this site. But you may ask, what does meditate, time, and obey, and daily walk have to do with anything? Well, all that has one thing in common. Spending time with your best friend. And God, Jesus, wants to be your best friend. He is your best friend, and he's dying to have an intimate relationship with you. All he wants you to do is talk to him. All he wants you to do is spend time. Just like your uh, school friends or your work friends or anything like that, they will talk to you because they're your friends. Well, the same thing applies to Jesus. That's right. Welcome, everyone. I love coming and doing these episodes. I love spending time and talking to y'all because the very things that we bring to you are things that God shows us firsthand. So we have our day-to-day struggles as well. And these are things that I have learned and I'm putting into practice myself. So have you ever been in a place where you feel like God is distant? Because he doesn't leave. We do. And we do when we stop coming to him, when we stop talking to him, we stop praying. We let our situation become bigger than our God. And then we, he also grows distant when we sin. Because in Colossians 1.21, it says, sin alienates you from God. So he never walks away from us. We do the walking. And so John 15 4 and 5 says abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me I am the vine and you are the branches and he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing so the purpose of trying to draw close to him it's just abiding in him being with him trusting him by praising him and giving him thanks you know everyone wants accolades we love it when people recognize us and appreciate us well how much more so do god and when he does something for you do you give him thanks do you give him thanks for the things that you just take for granted that you have every day like maybe you have a place to live and maybe you have uh, a job and maybe you have transportation. Well, there's many people living on the streets who do not have those things. Some chose it by their, you know, own addictions. Some chose it because they just don't, you know, want the responsibilities of having, you know, something to pay for every month. But some are on the streets because life got too much. And they couldn't help it. And all life hit all hell against them. And they're really trying to get back on their feet. So 
are you giving him thanks for those things? If you can see, if you can hear, if you can walk and you can talk, you've got something to praise God for. If you've got breath in your lungs, you've got something to praise God for. There is always something that you can be thankful for. If you have a family, you've got something to be thankful for because there's a lot of people out there who are lonely and you don't have that. What are you thankful for? Are you paying attention to the things? Are you opening your eyes to the things that God does for you on a daily basis that maybe you're, you just weren't seeing? Are you appreciating even the little things and the big things? If you're praying to him, open your eyes and don't box him in. Because he wants to bless you and he blesses you. Sometimes blesses us more than we give him credit for. So there's, as Donnie said, we have four topics that we're going to talk about. The first topic is meditate. Yeah, meditating can be in different forms, different ways of doing it. The number one by far is just sitting down in a quiet room by yourself and just praising him and just praying and talking to him. And you can do this anywhere. It don't even have to be in a room. It could be anywhere you want to be. You can pray to him in the car. You can pray to him in a store. You can do it anywhere. I'm reminded of this one scene in this old movie called The Stand with Stephen King. Everybody remember that movie? The Stand with Stephen King? The little black, a little black lady who's just talking to God like the best friend going out in the shed or just sitting her in the porch. And she knew exactly what God had in store for her. And she couldn't be more thankful. She talked to him every single day. And people thought she was nuts just by sitting there talking on the porch by herself. Well, she wasn't talking to nobody. She was talking to God. He was telling her what was going to happen, when it was going to happen, and who was going to show up at her doorstep. She knew exactly who it was. Just uh, And another way you can uh, uh, talk to God is by reading the Bible. His words are in there. His words are on black and white. Right there in the Bible. Just read that. That's a form of meditating, too. There is many different types of meditation. Yes, so read the word every day. Jesus says that I am the bread of life in John 6, 35. And in, in the first chapter of John, it says that he is the word become flesh. So he is the written word, the spoken word, and the living word because he came in the human flesh. So when we partake of the word every day, that is our spiritual food, then we're taking in Christ. If you don't eat every day, your body's going to get sick. And if you don't read the word and spend time with God every day, then your spirit will be weak and you'll be more susceptible and not have enough spiritual strength to withstand the enemy's attacks. And guess what? Just because you may not feel like reading one day, Satan's not going to say, well, I'll just give him a break that day. No, Satan doesn't take any breaks because he wants to destroy us. John 10, 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. So why would you not want that life? Read the word, chew on it, meditate it. You know, just let it become a part of who you are. Don't rush through reading it. And by the way, people, if your boss asks you to get up 15 minutes early to come in and do some overtime, you do it. So if you say you don't have enough time during the day to read the Bible, that's poppycock because, like I said, if your boss asked you to come in early or a best friend called you at the last minute and wanted you to go out somewhere and that they were paying, you'd do it. So whether it's in the morning or in the evening or wherever, you have time to read the word. 
you have time to meditate on it, even if it's just 15 minutes, get up extra early, maybe stay up 15 minutes later, but you do have time to do it. It's just your choice. Why not for the one who gave us life? Why not do that for the one who died for you and shed his blood? And so as you meditate on it, you're remembering, you're, you're, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you about what that verse really means. If you're stuck on a verse, you don't have to read a whole chapter. It just has to be between you and God what he wants you to read as long as you're getting something out of it. Because it's living, you can believe it and it's going to come to pass. Speak it. It's the seed that you're planting. In Genesis 8, it says, for as long as the earth shall endure, there shall be seed time and harvest. So we plant seeds for our future. We prophesy over them. So are we prophesying, giving the angels something to do? Or are we giving the devil more ammunition by not doing it and by our negative talk? So then we act on it. Because in Deuteronomy 31, 6, it says that he will never leave us or forsake us. So we can believe in that word. We can believe it because of what he has already done for us. And this one verse I'm reminded of, in him we have deception through his blood. The forgiveness of sin is accordance with the riches of God's grace. That's Ephesians 1 7. And um, that's going, okay, continuing on here, I just wanted to put that last verse in there before we went on to the, the next subject, which my wife, lovely wife, actually touched on a little bit already. It's time. She just spoke about it a little bit ago. Time can get away from us, people, as we all know. And as my grandfather always told me before he passed away, Time don't wait on me. Time does not wait on nobody. The purpose is we got to prioritize our time. You prioritize your time for your family, your friends, your work, even in your personal life. Why can't we prioritize our time for God? He is the one who created time. He is the one that created the world and everything in it, including you and me and what we do. He created everything, including the trees, the grass, everything. So why can't we prioritize our time for him? Son? Why can't we give him the time that he deserves? We always seem to forget the most important thing in our life, Jesus. But we always prioritize everything ahead of him. Yeah, so what do you do when you come to him? What do you do? You know, I love one of my favorite verses is Psalm 46, 10, be still. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. You know, I love that Bible verse because sometimes it tells me that when I don't know what to do and I don't know how to finish or how to pay this bill or what, you know, how to make my next step, then I just need to sit and be still and know that he is God. That where I don't know the way, but he does. And sometimes we're not meant to figure it all out. It says that in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So sometimes we don't have to understand it. We just have to trust him. And so the more time, quality time you spend with him, the more you get to know him. If you didn't spend time with your best friend, your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife, how close do you think that relationship is going to be? If you never gave them time or, or attention. So you spend time with God by reading the word. You spend time with him by just talking to him. I talk to him as if he's my best friend. I'm talking to him all day long. 
talk to them about your desires, your wants, your needs, whatever you would talk to your best friend about. But then there are times when you need to come and pray to him. And, you know, for the things that you need. And if you read in Matthew chapter 6, it's an outline of the Oz Father. Um, and you can pray that, but it's basically an outline to come to him, honoring him for who he is, our Father who art in heaven. Okay, you are you are recognizing that he is God Almighty in his deity as God. Okay, then you're recognizing him that, you know, He's the one that created you and you come to him. And he's the one that died for you. So give him thanks. Give him praise. Give him your trust as you're praying to him. It's like, Lord, I, I have this issue and I know you know what it is. I just got to talk to you about it, God. And I need some help. Or you have a friend that's sick. and Lord, they're just really sick. And I know they're going to the doctor. And you may have caused the doctors to heal them, but... I'm still praying because you still heal today. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It says that in Hebrews chapter 11. Lord, can you just heal them? Because I know you're still, I know you're still the God who heals. I'm asking for, so ask him and take him your prayer requests, your needs, because he wants to answer those prayers because he already knows them, but he wants you to come to him because why? Because if he wants that relationship, number one, and number two, it builds your faith. It builds your faith when he answers that prayer. And then you can have something to stand on like a stone to hold on to. That, well, God answered that prayer for me. I know he's going to come through for this. And I really didn't think I had a way out of that mess. So you pray. But then you just sit with him in his presence. Sometimes you just got to put on praise music when you're just feeling kind of low and you are troubled and you don't know what to do. Sometimes you just need to sit and praise him and sit and listen to worship music because it says in the King James Version of Psalm 22, verse 3, it says, God inhabits the praises of Israel. That means he inhabits the praises of his people. That when you're praising God, the enemy's not going to stick around and praise God with you. After a while, he's just going to come. You're going to feel his presence sweep over you. And just open your mouth and start praising him. Because that will get rid of the devil faster than anything else. Because like I said, he's not going to stick around and praise God with you. And just so sit in his presence. Because sometimes you got to know there's things that you can do. And sometimes you got to leave it in God's hands. Praise the Lord who daily bears our burden, Psalm 68, 19. So if it's too much for you to bear, then maybe it's not yours to bear in the first place. And then sit back and listen. Conversation is a two-way street. You got to listen, right? You got to listen. That is a key thing right there that my lovely wife just said, is we have to listen. And honestly, we men have more trouble listening than our lovely spouses do. I'm guilty of it probably almost on a daily basis. My lovely wife always says, I did not say that. You did not listen. And well, I did listen, but only to half the symptoms that my wife talked to me about. And she was standing right in front of me. And then she tells me, what part of that did you not understand? And apparently, I only seen it half the part that she was talking about. 
But uh, the point of the, the point of this is, is we have to listen and we have to obey. And I don't know what it is about we men, but uh, the only thing we pay attention to our wives is our lovely faces. We have to time pay attention to what she's actually talking to us about. And we have got to get better on that. If we want our marriages to be true and uh, wholesome, we have to actually listen to what people tell us. God and our lovely wives. But we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to play an awesome song, an older song, but one of my favorites by Jackie Blesquez. It's called On My Knees. We'll be right back right after this. When I'm 
Hey guys, welcome back. We hope you enjoyed that song by Jackie Valencia's called On My Knees. And we're going to continue on with the, our topics. Two more remaining. Three, obey, and four, daily walk. And what does it mean to obey? Well, perfectly honest with you, I think it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. We have to obey what we're told. Just like your parents told you, hey, don't do that. Or son, go give me that. Or daughter, go give me that. It's the same scenario. If God gives you an order, you should obey it. You can't say, that don't sound right. No, that's wrong. Are you going to tell the Lord who created this world that he's wrong? I wouldn't. I don't, I don't think you should either. And so part of obeying was the last point on our previous topic. Time is listening. You can hear the Lord. And it's such a, it's such a sweet peace that you feel in your heart. At least it is when I hear him talking to me. It's in your heart, okay? Because Satan can put thoughts in your head, but, you know, he he can't read your mind, but he can place thoughts there. And he can hear you speak, so that's why you got to watch what you're talking about. You don't want to give him any ammunition by what you're saying. But listen, listen, okay? You can hear with your heart. Remember when the Lord rose from the dead and he came back and he's walking with two of the disciples on the road to Emmaus. And uh, after he revealed himself, they said, weren't not our hearts burning when, within when he spoke to us? Mm-hmm. Yep. See, it's a loving warmth and a peace. That's when you know it's from God. And just something tells you inside. Something just tells you, I know that I know that I know. And... and you know, that's him talking to you. It's just, he'll make it known to you. And it will also line up with his word. Is it in love? Is it in peace? Is it going to bring something that's going to help you in your spiritual growth? Is it going to help you solve a problem? Okay, if it's going to be something that's going to create division, um, um, cause you to hurt somebody else, and it certainly isn't going to be something God's never going to tell you to lie because he's the truth. Okay, it's got to line up with the word of God. It's got to line up with God. Then you listen to it. But then also you obey what you read in the word of God. Yeah, so are you willing to take the uh, next steps and obey him and follow by Second Corinthians 5, 7, walk by faith and not by sight? Because God is looking for unwavering support. He's looking for unwavering devotion to him. Because he has earned it. He took our, our punishments that we could not possibly withstand. Everybody seen that movie, Passion of Christ, where he is just getting dismantled by the Pharisees. He's getting whipped with blades tied in leather. His flesh literally ripped from his body. Nobody in this world could do what he did. Nobody. And are we going to uh, take that as grace for him forgiving us of our sins? Because we can't do it. We sin on a daily basis and we can't stop it. The only thing we know to do is ask for forgiveness. We can't even obey the Ten Commandments. And that there's over 600 uh, commandments in the Bible. We can't even obey ten. He knew that we were fa uh, flawed human beings when he created us, but he didn't want 
He didn't want robots. He wanted people to love and adore him unfaith, un, uh, with unwavering love and support. And we can't even obey the simplest of commandments. When are we going to turn our lives around and just give him the gratitude that he deserves? Yes. So our next topic is just things to do in your day-to-day -day daily walk with him. And that is, of course, the uh, ones we said at the beginning is, is just trust him. Trust him. Let go and stop worrying. Because if you've done all that you can do, what does it say in Ephesians chapter 6? Done and all, having done all, then we, we stand. Okay, if you've done everything that you can do, then just trust him. And when he leads you to do something in your heart, obey it and do it. Would I have found that I've gone against that? I was sorry that I did. So you got to just trust him in your daily walk. And, and just remember, you know, from day to day to praise him and give him thanks. Uh, when you get up every morning and you're welcoming him in your church, into your day and just thank him. It says rejoice in the Lord always. And be patient with him. You gotta be patient with him in answering your prayers, okay? We're not putting our prayers into a microwave oven and saying two minutes, please. You gotta be patient if he's promised you with something and you can't expect him to do it in your time and the way you want it. You gotta give him time after all. How long has he waited on you to come to him? He was kind of really patient with you, hasn't he been? I think you've been more patient than we possibly deserve. I mean, we trash our uh, trash our the Bible every single day, and we just throw everything He's done to it for us in the right in the garbage, and like we just don't care. And we're honoring the evil one more than we actually honor Him. And it's a high time we start <laughs> repenting. And it's not hard to repent. We just got to believe that we are repenting. All we have to do is say, "God, I'm sorry for sinning." Please forgive me and do it with an actually a sincere heart, not empty words, just a pure heart and just ask him for forgiveness and he will forgive you. It's not it's it's not like the Catholic we just say a father for I have sinned and I he tells you, oh, uh, give me four Hail Marys and you can call the day. He can't the a Catholic preacher can't save you from nothing. He can't save you from having a piece of paper thrown at you. The only person that can save you from your sins is the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's who you need to ask for forgiveness and say a prayer and ask for forgiveness. And he will forgive you. He said he is a forgiving heart as long as you actually mean that you are asking for forgiveness. You got to mean it with your heart. Not just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm good to go. But thank you for forgiving me and going back to bed. You do the same damn thing you already did before. You're, you're just repeating a cycle thinking you're actually being forgiven and you're not. That's right. And Isaiah, I forget what chapter it is, but it says people come near to me with their mouths, but their hearts are far from me. And that's what Donnie is meaning by that. Um, you don't just repent because you're caught. You know, um, you repent because you mean it. And that's one of our other things that we need to do. And do it quickly, because as I said before, that sin alienates you from God. It draws you away from him. But repenting is humility, and it brings you back. And it brings you back close to him and his good graces. And you don't want to be apart from him because you can feel it. You can feel that uncomfortableness in your heart. 
you can feel like just something is off. And when something is off in your heart, that's when you need to go to him in prayer and just say, ask him, you know, I don't feel right, God, what's wrong? And he always tells me most of the time it's because I've picked up worry again. And I need to stop that. I just need to trust him. That was one of our things, just trust him. And, you know, repent. Um, when he brings something to your mind, and he when he brings something up, you know, it's going to be a, a loving conviction to it. And, you know, he's doing that because he doesn't want your path to be hindered. Satan will make you aware of it, but it's only to make you guilty, feel guilty and ashamed. But God does it so your path is not hindered, so you can get up and move on and continue on in the purpose he's got for you and not let any of the blessings be hindered. And so one of the other things you do is you delight in him and you believe the best in him. Believe the best of God, because if he would go through all of that hell, painful hell he went through, dying on the cross, come on, he didn't have to do that. He left heaven to do that for us. That is love. And if he would do that, you know he's got the best in mind for you. And then you honor him and reverence him. You show him respect. You give him the respect and the reverence that is due him. Don't take his name in vain. Don't bring him down to a little small pea size. Because when you make your people bigger than him, you can't be happy unless you have this certain person or a material possession or your worries, or your troubles, or your finances. And when you make anything bigger than him that you've got to worry over it, or you can't be happy unless you have it, then you're bringing God down to a small size. But then in church, you know, show him the reverence and the respect that's due him. And don't be ashamed to testify him. Don't be ashamed to show your faith, because that is not showing him the reverence that's due his name. And don't box him in. You can't put limits on God. And you can't expect your prayers to be answered in a certain way. Because God has better ways. You, you know, if you expect just your what you, how you want it, you may not be getting the best. And he's in Ephesians 3.20, God. He'll do better than we can ask, think, or imagine. That's exactly it. We're so afraid to see what is natural but God does things in his ways that is unnatural just like I remember this one scene in the movie that I was watching I forget what the name of it is but her good for nothing husband dropped her and he was a preacher that's the heck of it he even cheated on her and left her with four kids and she was trying to make ends meet and the kids were want, wanting some tomatoes or something and she didn't have the money to buy them. They were at the dinner table. And mother did the only thing she could do. Like, let's pray. Uh, let's just pray for, thank God for the food that we do have. So they sit down and pray. Next thing you know, they get a, door, a knock at the door. It was her landlord giving them a basket of tomatoes. Can you believe that? The landlord who knew the situation and just offered him a basket of tomatoes that he, he didn't have too much of. He didn't need them. And he gave them to them. And the kids were wanting the tomatoes for their dinner. How awesome is that? And another thing I'm reminded of is my personal experience. When I was living back in Florida, 
I had a prescription I needed to get refilled. And I was doing everything I could to figure out how to raise this, how to get this money. It's $1,500 that I didn't have. And my personal opinion, no prescription ever cost $1,500. I don't care what it is. It should not cost that much, but that's beside the point. But I got this sudden urge to call my disability attorney. And I'm thinking to myself, why would I call somebody who has nothing to do with the prescriptions or the cost? They're not going to give me $1,500 cash to buy it. Like, what, uh, why would I call them? So I fought the urge for a day and finally gave up and called them. And it's a good thing I did because this woman actually had an app called Blink. And it lowered that cost of $1,500 down to $300. And then my uncle forwarded the $300 to get me this prescription. And if that's not a way to get what you need, I don't know what is. And that was not a natural occurrence. I would never in a million years. I thought that my urge was just plain stupid. Why would I call a disability attorney for a prescription? Well, God told me to call him. I was just fighting the urge to call. What about, what about your book? Oh, and the most greatest one, and my lovely wife just told me, like, why aren't you telling about how we met, huh? Why aren't you doing that, huh? You're telling everything else. Why can't you do that? But anyway, the point of that is, is I never written a book in my entire life. I didn't even pay attention in English class. I never, I didn't care. This is back in the 90s, when I was back in high school. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, because I was desperate, I, was, I mean, I was looking for something, I was searching, but I got this urge to write a book, and I fought it for three months. So finally, I just said, heck with I started writing, you know, word just started coming out like nothing, like you've never seen before. And I was lucky enough to be published by our publisher. The book, in the end, was called My Pathway to Jesus Christ, which describes my journey from atheism which I was. I was an atheist. I didn't believe in God. I thought this this religious stuff was nonsense. And honestly, the religious aspect of it is nonsense, okay? It's not religion at all. It is faith. It is love. It's it is It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. God did not create religion. Mankind created mm -hmm. it to suit their own ideologies. Our job is to share the message of God, and that's it. But continuing on, I wrote the book and it got published by our publisher, Pennant Publications out of Indiana at the time, but now it's under a new ownership with the new owners also. But that's another topic altogether. But that book led me to meet my pride and joy, the love of my life, my lovely wife, who we now host a podcast with, Sandra Lott. And honestly, she's got a story in itself because she's got something amazing in the works that you people will love. But it's coming down the pike soon. But continuing on, it's all about a relationship that God wants us to have with him. He wants us to talk like he's our best friend because he is our best friend. We just can't see him, but he's working in our lives on a daily basis. He's making things happen for us that nobody believes, but he is doing it. That's right. So are you trusting in him? Are you believing the best in him? Are you believing that he wants to be good to you? then start reading the word of God, start spending time with him because the closer you get to him, the more you know who he is. That's why you got to read the word of God because that helps you to get to know who he is and spending time with him and going to church and, you know, finding fellowship groups and Bible study groups, you know, to be a part of 
that that just helps you to draw, draw closer to him. Make time for him every day and rejoice in him. Because the more you do, the more you'll know beyond a shadow of a doubt, 200% that he's got your back. That he's got your back. And when those negative thoughts come into your mind, shove them right out. Like it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, we take every thought captive to, to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And how do you do that? By continuing on in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. That you make your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That you shove those thoughts out and you replace them with good thoughts. With, okay, God's going to do this. God's got me. He did this for me back, way back then. And he's going to do this for me now. I, you know, thought I couldn't. I, I thought I didn't have it. I didn't have a way and I was going to sink back then. And wow, you know, God showed up and showed out. Okay. What he did for you then, he will do for you again. He is faithful and just. So just rejoice in him. Psalm 13, 5 says, I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. He's redeemed us. He's rescued us. He saved us. We've got an eternal home in heaven promised to us. And then he promises to take care of us every day of our life. Who would not want that? And it's you don't want to miss having an intimate relationship with him because the more you spend time with him, the closer you get with him. You just have this overwhelming peace in your heart and then you can start hearing him more and more. You know, if you don't think you do, the more you practice that, the better you get at it. Just like when you practice riding a bike, you finally got better at it, right? Okay, this is the same thing. You'll begin to be more intimate with the Holy Spirit within you. The more you believe when he's speaking through your heart to you. And you just don't want to miss your time with God. So, um, in closing... Um, I want to pray for you, everyone listening out there, I want to pray for you and ask God to just touch your heart today. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask that in the name of Jesus, Lord God, you touch everyone listening, touch their heart and speak to them. And just as you did for me more boldly at first, till they get used to hearing your voice within their heart, because that's where you reside in their heart. Lord, I ask that you touch them. I ask that you show them just who they are to you and who you are to them. Lord, I ask that you just hear and answer the prayers of their heart and please, Lord, provide for them, protect them, love them. And the ones that need healing, I ask that you heal them. And I ask all of this in Jesus' mighty name. If you have a question or a prayer request, I ask that you just please um, go to our website and visit the Contact Us portion at the bottom of the homepage, yournewlifeministries.org. Or you can email us at info at yournewlifeministries.org. And please send us your prayer request. We really do want to pray for you. 
and we love praying for y'all out there and if you have a special topic you want us to t uh, talk on or if you you know have a question um you can email us with that as well yes and we got a few updates for you as well as we're going to tell you about our website and new things going on well the updates are my wife's book the train ride is in the final stages of development we should be receiving our author copies within the next month or so. So that's awesome news right there. So we, we should be uh, selling those books here pretty soon called The Train Ride. And also my wife's uh, development deal with the TV show actually filmed a few scenes. So we that is pretty exciting. We just need the final stages of uh, fundraising and we'll have that series, uh, that pilot wrapped up shortly. And uh, we got the Kickstarter helping out with that. Uh, you can go to kickstarter.com and look for Deep Waters. It's right there in the Kickstarter. So go check that out. And if you, uh, God feels you need to donate, please do so you have a chance to be an executive producer or a walk-on role as an extra. So it just depends on what you donate and you'll get those rewards. And also the GoFundMe is uh, doing well too. So we have that GoFundMe going on right now as well. But this is all for development of Deep Waters, a series that's uh, going to be either on Pure Flix Entertainment or on GAC or Up TV. So just a matter of time on which one will pick up this series. And also, just if you have any questions or if you want to continue updates on this, you can go to our website and sign up for our newsletter. And we have a points uh, rewards program going on for it's just signing up and you'll get 25% off any one of our books on our website, which brings me to my next point. Uh, if you want a deeper relationship with Christ, you want to grow in your relationship with him, these books will certainly help you do that. It's called Step by Step, A Deeper Walk in Christ or Abide in Me, a seven-week Bible study that will grow your relationship with Christ beyond your wildest imaginations. If you're curious about wanting a new relationship or a deeper relationship with them, just check those books out today. And with that uh, uh, promotional code we got going on on our website, uh, you can get that for a discount. And also, just check out our YouTube channel and our Facebook. We got all of our updates posted on there, too. So please uh, visit those uh, sites as well, yournewlifeministries.org or Facebook at Your New Life Ministries LLC on Facebook and on YouTube. So please check those out today. And again, in closing, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. I'll catch you later, guys. Bye-bye.